Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Hey folks, how are you? Welcome to Full Count Chaos. I am Nathan Andrews. Always appreciate you taking the time to tune in, especially a podcast about the worst team in the majors. I've got a lot to go over tonight. Most of it doesn't even have to do with the Orioles, but of course we are going to talk about the Orioles because this is a podcast about the Orioles. You can reach me anytime, fullcountchaos at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, however it is you're looking for me, it's just Full Count Chaos. That's it. Very easy. A lot to go over today. Uh, First off, congratulations to the Washington Capitals for winning the Stanley Cup. Very impressive. Very exciting. I love hockey. I love hockey playoffs. Nothing like hockey playoffs at all. NBA, MLB, NFL, nothing like it. I mean, it is just like a straight hard on 24 hours straight watching that game. Watching a playoff hockey game. It is outstanding. And a lot of people said, oh, I bet the Capitals would have loved to have, you know, if they lost, big deal. They would have came back to Washington on Sunday and won in Washington. Hell to the no. Are you kidding me? Yes, it's always nice to win in front of your hometown, but what place would you rather be when you're celebrating, especially winning a Stanley Cup in fucking Vegas? Las Vegas. I mean, it was almost like they were celebrating in front of their hometown because, my God, what was there, like almost 10,000 Capital fans? I may be a little dramatic there, but it it, it seemed like it was almost 50-50, almost at one point. But, of course, they were excited that they got to celebrate in Vegas. A lot of cool pictures that went around on social media. One of the pictures that was going around was Bryce Harper, who I think is just a complete douchebag. Never liked the guy. And I even say, even if he played for the Orioles, like Manny Machado a few years ago when he was young and had a temper and trying to act like Mr. Tough Guy, I thought he acted like a douchebag. But Bryce Harper, I don't like him. He just always seems like he has a chip on his shoulder. Dude, you're in your early 20s making millions of dollars and you're about to make a half a billion. What are you so freaking angry about? But one of the photos that was going around was Bryce Harper in a Las Vegas jersey. (laughs) What an idiot. People are like, well, he's from Vegas. He's from Las Vegas. So, of course, he's a fan. You got to understand the situation. And we as fans, we get it. Most, if not all, of the players on the team that we root for didn't grow up in the area. So most likely, they're not rooting for the other professional teams in that city. We get it. We understand that. But know your surroundings. Know your situation. You play for a Washington team. You've, been, you've had Washington fans for years who love you, who look up to you. You play for the Washington Nationals. It's okay to root for another team. Nobody's saying that you shouldn't do that. But you douchebag a-hole, what are you doing showing up to a Washington Capitals game, you play for the Washington Nationals in a Vegas jersey? Again, just another reason I think he's a D-bag. He didn't have to do that. He knows he didn't have to do that. I understand he's proud to be a Vegas fan, but come on. Get your shit together, man. And I also heard some people posted on Twitter, they went up to Bryce to say, hey, how are you? And he basically cock-blocked him. That's the wrong term, right? <laughs> cock-blocked? No. He just turned his head, you know, just nodded his head and looked the other way. Whatever. 
Hey, how about that woman who pressed her tits up against the glass, by the way? That was pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. A buddy of mine, uh, that I bumped into him, and he showed me on his phone. He's like, check this picture out. And it's literally a woman pulled up her shirt, pressed up her titties against the glass, and celebrated the Caps win by showing them her boobs. Because the Capitol uh, players were uh, skating around the ice, just kind of celebrating, and you can see them all turn their head and give her the thumbs up. <laughs> What better way to celebrate the Stanley Cup than putting them titties on the glass, baby? Good job. Way to go. That photo's all over social media. You can look that up. That was kind of cool. And I'm a Baltimore. I, I grew up in Baltimore. Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Blast, even the Baltimore Mariners for arena football. I'm just curious, and I know a lot of people have been talking about this too. People in Baltimore, is it the same? Does it feel like the Orioles won the World Series? Does it feel like the Ravens won the Super Bowl? You watch the Caps, people who are not in D.C. How do you feel about that? Does it feel the same? Because it didn't feel the same for me. As excited as I was, and I didn't go to bed till about 1 o'clock in the morning because I was pumped up, texting friends, talking to my family. It was great. We were excited. But it just did, it didn't feel the same, right? Again, I'm a big hockey fan. I follow the Caps. I I just don't think it was the same as if I watched the Orioles win the World Series and so on. So if you live in Baltimore, in Maryland, I'm just curious. If you don't live in D.C. and and, and you're a Caps fan, does it feel the same? Watching the Caps win the Stanley Cup, did it feel the same? I don't think it did. And I thought it was very interesting, and I know I'm going on a rant here with the Caps. I mean, I'm seven minutes into the podcast almost, and I haven't even mentioned the Orioles. (laughs) That's how bad shit is. Oh, fuck. Now, I thought that was kind of interesting, the clock going out towards the end of the Vegas game. That was interesting, all you conspiracy theorists out there. I'm not big into conspiracy theories, but I thought it was a little strange that with a minute left, the clock just goes out. I mean, obviously, there's a million people in the stadium keeping track of the time, but I just, I don't know, I thought it was a little odd, a little strange. So anyway, congratulations. I'm sure the Caps had a blast celebrating in Las Vegas. That was pretty cool. So today on the show, obviously, we're going to get into the Orioles right now a little bit. Chris Davis, Jesus, Lord mercy. That guy needs to go to church or something. And we're also going to talk about more of most hated players in baseball. Your most hated player, my most hated player. I love to hear from you. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Also, I want to get into a little bit of bare-knuckle fighting. All right, I'm just trying to help you out here. The Orioles season, I mean, it's over. So I'm going to try to bring some stuff to your attention to help maybe distract you from the Orioles. And by the way, Deadpool 2. I saw that the other night, loved it. I talked to somebody who didn't see Deadpool 1, and they said, well, will I be lost if I if I see Deadpool 2 first? In a way, a little bit, yeah. I, I think you would. I mean, all comic book movies are the same, right? The good guy fights the bad guy, and, and it's entertaining to watch. But Deadpool 2 is, uh, I don't know, if you haven't seen Deadpool 1, there's a couple of things that you might be lost. They're both great movies, but yeah, definitely go see Deadpool 2. Great movie for the kids. Take your kids, especially 10 and under. They will love it. (laughs) Absolutely love it. Now, the Orioles played the Mets this week. I think there is no reason, no reason at all, that pitchers should still be batting in the major leagues. I don't like it. I've never liked it. I think it's unfair to American League teams who go to the National League stadiums and they have to have their pitcher bat, who doesn't rarely ever take batting practice. I mean, even the players sometimes stand up and get on the railing because they know it's going to be pretty, you know, they want to give them a standing ovation if they get a goddamn base hit. 
but you got these National League hitters like Bumgardner, Jake Arrieta. These guys can smash the ball 410 feet, 420 feet sometimes. One of the only reasons why I'd be okay if the league decided to go National League, American League pitchers, they all bat. One reason it was maybe would put a stop to these pitchers always throwing at these batters. Because if the pitcher knows they got to eventually get in that batter's box, that would probably calm them down a little bit. But you got a bunch of pansy asses in American League, these pitchers who know they're not going to get in the batter's box, pussy way out of a whatever situation's going on, knowing you won't have to face a pitcher. So that is the only one thing that I would be okay with if they decided to have pitchers bat. But it's just, I think it's unfair. Being a fan of an American League team, when we go to a National League park, it is ridiculous. The pitcher only has to pitch to eight batters a night. Well, the same thing for the American League pitcher. Now, come on. Look at Max Scherzer the other night for the Nats. They won a game, and I completely forgot who they were playing. They went into like the 14th inning. Matt Scherzer comes in as a pinch hitter and gets a freaking base hit. Why? Because he takes batting practice all the time. He bats every other fifth game. I mean, the guy knows how to hit the ball. And why in the living shit did Buck Showalter let Alex Cobb go up and hit in the seventh inning when he knew, or the sixth inning when Buck knew he wasn't going to be going in the seventh inning? What the hell was that about? And his excuse was, why well, I wanted to, it was two outs and I wanted to save my pinch hitter. I don't think Buck had the balls to say, look, I felt Cobb was the best choice out of all the designated hitters I had on the bench. It was still a jackass move. Another reason why I'm okay if Buck does not come back next year. A couple weeks ago, I really felt I was in the minority of of not seeing Buck Showalter anymore, but I'm starting to feel like it's half and half lately. Just some decisions that he's making I just don't like. I'm sure you don't like, and that's one of them. I don't care if there's two outs. I don't care what the situation is. Anytime, anytime you can put your designated hitter in there to possibly hit a home run and go up one because the chances of Alex Cobb doing it, not going to happen. Part of the show right now, I want to go over all the stats of the Orioles. I mean, they're, they're terrible. There's really no reason to go down all the shit garbage stats with the offense and pitching and the defense. Again, I always say I, I hear the Benny Hill theme music every time I see these guys play. You know, you hear stats all the time. First time since 1927, a team, whatever the hell stat that Gary Thorne's talking about. Congratulations. Speaking of Gary Thorne, what an idiot. Congratulations to Wins for hitting home run. His first home run, Gary Thorne's saying it's a foul ball. (laughs) I think he thought it hit the rafters in Toronto. The guy just absolutely destroyed it. And I like Wins. He looks good so far. He's got great defense. Guy got strength behind that bat. I like him. Matt Weider's size, but but I like the kid. Why well, I say kid, but he's 27 years old. It's kind of like a Caleb situation. God, I hope that poor guy's doing okay. <laughs> but Gary Thorne, the ball gets off the bat. It's an obvious home run. And I don't know. I mean, I've talked about Gary Thorne on here. I've made him a segment. I mean, like I said, there's Twitter accounts making fun of Gary Thorne. I don't know what the hell the guy's watching. But when's finally, you know, he, I say finally, but he gets his first home run in his major leagues and... Thorne's got to fuck it up with making it seem like it's a foul ball. Man, the Orioles. I'm telling you, I w- if they played the best double-A team in the minor leagues, I put all my money on, on the double-A team. I mean, the Caps score more in their games than the Orioles do. They just lost 5-1 to one tonight. 
recording Friday. They played in Toronto. And then Brock blew a 4-1 to lead in the ninth. I understand that they're trying to get everything they can for that guy. But it's funny because Rock Kabako even, I think he posted on Twitter before the game started uh, last night. He said Brock's not available because he pitched two, uh, was it two, or th- two nights in a row. And then the rumor of signing Hanley Ramirez. <laughs> what a jackass move. Holy hell. What an absolute shit show we are watching. That's what we need. That's what the Orioles need. Another slow pitch softball first baseman. That is what we need. We need a guy who is a power hitter, who's slow as shit, and plays first base. Yes, that is exactly what the Orioles need right now. But what will make you watch? I know a lot of Oriole fans, obviously, and a lot of them aren't watching the games anymore. I still watch the game. I'm a diehard fan. I host a freaking podcast about the Orioles. So I'm always watching. And a lot of the people that I used to text and say, you know, what was that? Or why do they do that? Or, man, that was a pretty great play. They just text back and go, dude, I don't know what you're talking about because I'm not watching the game. What would make you watch the game? For those of you, if you're tuned into this podcast, again, I really appreciate it because I know it's probably got to be tough to tune into a podcast about the worst team in baseball. But what would make you watch? You know, they play this game for the fans, period. That's how they make their money. For the fans, that's it. No fans, no team. I've said it before. We all know that. It's not rocket science. If nobody pays to watch the game, they don't have a team and they don't make money. So do things to make make it entertaining for the fans. We've talked about it before. On here. What would happen? I, I say bring the kids up. Bring the kids up from AAA, AA, let's see them all. All right? Because I think that would be pretty cool if these kids come up and maybe they get on a four or five game win streak. I think that would be pretty damn cool. That would get you pumped up for the next season coming around. You can't keep putting these bums out night after night because we know they're not going to win. They struggle to score more than one or two runs. Buck, again, I know he's got nothing to work with, but he's making some odd decisions lately. Chris Davis, I don't even really want to get on a roll with him. All I, I just want to ask somebody there, why do you keep treating this guy like he's a normal, everyday baseball player? And I just read an ESPN post. <laughs> it was... It was an article, I just kind of skimmed through it. It was basically breaking it down uh, that Chris Davis is going to be the worst player in baseball ever. So Dan Zamborski posted on Twitter, he said, it's pretty frightening to be on and on pace for the worst season of all time by a large margin when you're nearing mid-June. 81,892 out of 81,892 player season since 1901. That is scary, man. If I was Chris Davis, I would probably at this point be like, look, I- I'm about to break like all these records and have the worst career stats ever. Can you just sit me? Maybe he can volunteer and say, I'll go down to the minors. I'll do something. But I, I got to get out of this shit show because I can't be in the books as the worst player that's ever played the game since 1901 (laughs) oh my god it is now i am recording this podcast june 8th friday and we have yet seen chris davis bat in the eighth or ninth spot all season but nobody is explaining what is happening what is the goal with this team what's the future what are they going to do 
Let me give you some stats that makes you want to drink or do drugs. Real quick, let's get this over with. Orioles, 29th in runs scored per game. Orioles, 27th in hits per game. 29th in walks per game. 25th in strikeouts per game. 28th in ERA, 5.0. Last in on-base percentage. Last in batting average. And then the Orioles, uh, what are they? They draft a kid. Uh, who's like 12 years old, big deal. You can throw like 97 miles per hour. Who cares about speed? Off-speed pitches, man. It just seems like these days off-speed pitches are what gets people out. Who cares if he throws 96, 97? The uh, Orioles director of scouting, Gary Rajish, said uh, Grayson Rodriguez is a future power pitcher with an advanced delivery and feel for all of his pitches. He has command of four above average pitch. Blah, blah, who cares? We'll probably never even see him. I remember when Duquette came aboard years ago. He said, pitching is the main focus and drafting local is very important. He hasn't done any of it, and we know. And I think I'm done with the Dan Duquette bashing. I am. I mean, again, we, we don't know if he's actually still making the calls. I mean, I pff, shit, how he's built this team over the past few years. He, he gets 99% of the blame. But he's gone after this year. If not, I have no idea what's going on. But the interesting thing is now, and again, It's easy to talk shit and to kick your favorite team while they're down. That's very easy. We all do that because we all deal with it differently. I see people, uh, I saw someone post on uh, Twitter the other day. He said, it's very refreshing. I forgot what blog he came across, some writer, or maybe it was a podcast, but either way, he's like, it's very refreshing to come across one that is just pure positivity. Everything's positive. They try to remind you that the sun will be up the next day. Everybody deals with it differently. I get on the mic. I vent my frustration. But one thing that I'm interested in, and when shit is this bad, when you have just completely, utterly shit the bed, and you might have the worst record ever in the majors, I start kicking back, seeing what's going to happen. I mean, we know the season's over by now. The frustration... The intense games, the pacing back and forth, uh, oh, God, you know, they just need to win five in a row and they'll be right back in this thing. That's gone. That's over. We don't have that anymore. Yes, we're fans of the Orioles. When they lose, it sucks. When they win, we're happy. So now I'm focused on what are you going to do? We haven't heard a thing from anybody in the Orioles organization reaching out to fans, putting out some article, even just a tweet from somebody being like, here's our plan, this is what we're going to do, and that's what's frustrating. Keep the shit interesting. We know the season's over. At least, uh, you know, I I still talk to people who think they could go into 15-game winning streaks, and I want to give them a hug because I feel feel bad for them. This is, what, the uh, the ninth episode, and I I think I've talked... (laughs) And four or five of the episodes that uh, we're waiting for someone to lose their job. That That's not good. It's just, uh, <laughs> you see Buck Walter in the dugout now. He is not happy. Thought it was kind of funny. Buster Oni, I'm sure you're familiar with him. He put an article out there about how teams, they just don't do much anymore. Of anything, bunting, hit and run, double steal, suicide squeeze. You just don't see it anymore. And Madden from the Cubs, Joe Madden, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's one of the greatest baseball manager minds out there. He was uh, interviewed and he said, "There's this is what he said. He goes, there's almost nothing for me to do during a game. Nothing. He says, I'm bored. He goes, you change the pitchers and you wait for somebody to hit a home run. 
you're not doing nearly as much stuff as you used to. You don't even think about doing some of that stuff. (laughs) So there you have it. It is true. Everybody's always complaining about the Orioles not bunting, hit and run, double steal. Teams don't do that anymore. Look at national games. I mean, I used to watch because the Nationals, they're on Masson 2 or whatever other Masson channel the Orioles are playing on. And I would flip to them every now and then, and God, everything was a bunt, bunt, hit and run, steal, bunt, bunt. I mean, it was like, it felt like eight batters were bunting constantly. <laughs> but they don't do it anymore. Now you watch them swing it away. It's interesting. I don't know why that's changed. I don't know what has changed that. But people are screaming that the Orioles, why don't they do it anymore? Nobody does that anymore. But the Orioles weren't built for that anyway. So who gives a shit about that stat anymore? So all I can really say, with the drama with Chris Davis and how bad the team's doing from top to bottom, who's running the ship, we don't know. What's going to happen with the Manny Machado trade? Who's going to get fired first? Is Buck going to be back here next year? That's all I can say. That's the only advice I can give you is stay tuned, still watch the games. I'm sure we're going to start seeing some new faces soon. I mean, we have to. We got to start seeing the kids coming up from the minor leagues. I'm, I'm really excited to see Cedric Mullins. I really am. So I, I, hopefully we get to see him soon. After 2018, I'm, I'm sure we'll just, Oriole fans will bring it up and a lot of other fans will say, shh, don't, don't, don't bring that up. We won't talk about 2018. It's got to be something started on Twitter. Hashtag don't talk about 2018 when it comes to the Orioles. All right, I want to move on. Something I do every week. I like it. People like it. Uh, Most hated player that you know that you've seen play the game who plays now, who's played years ago. Maybe someone we haven't even heard of. I don't care. If if he's done some fucked up shit that makes you feel he's got to be the most hated player, your most hated player, my most hated player. This week, I decided to to bring up John Rocker. He's got to be in the top 10 of most hated baseball players of all time. The most politically incorrect racist son of a bitch I've ever seen play any sport. If you don't know who he is, maybe uh, you're a younging, you're tuning in, you you don't know about John Rocker. He played in baseball, what, 18 years ago? He pitched for the Atlanta Braves, Indians, Rangers, uh, who else on here? There's a Tampa Bay Rays. (laughs) <laughs> he used to come out. He was a reliever. And if you do remember seeing him play, then you definitely remember when he would just full sprint, come right out of the bullpen, right onto the mound. Every time I would see him come out, I'd always say to myself, this kid had to have got kicked by a mule when he was a kid or or something happened, some head injury. Because the guy looks like he's got a little re- retard in his genetics. Something's going on there that, <laughs> I don't know, the doctor's just, Basically told his parents, look, you're just going to have to teach him how to play sports at a very young age because this kid is dumb. Anyway, uh, the reason why I put him basically in the top 10, like I said, most hated players is, first off, just to remind you, uh, first time, this was back in, what was it, 2000, first time a baseball player had been disciplined for speech. 73 days, he got suspended. I don't know if you remember this. He's, He's a racist jackass. Complete rate, not misunderstood. And I don't mean to get all political here, but it it does seem like the word racist gets thrown out a lot. Like it's nothing. But this son of a bitch is a straight up racist. Deserves to get his ass kicked. If you don't remember, he was asked by a reporter if he'd ever play for New York. 
knowing how politically correct this country is now, if he said this today, he'd be banned from sports. And this is what he said. He said, I'd retire first. It's the most hectic, nerve-wracking city. I'm just reading this word for word. He says, imagine having to take the seven train to the ballpark, looking like you're riding through Beirut next to some kid with purple hair, next to some queer with AIDS, right next to some dude who just got out of jail for the fourth time, right next to some 20-year-old mom with four kids. He says it's depressing. He goes on and says the biggest thing I don't like about New York are the foreigners. He says, I'm sure you remember this now. You can walk an entire block in Times Square and not hear anybody speaking English. Asians and Koreans and Vietnamese, (laughs) what do you say, Uh, Indians and Russians and Spanish people and everything up there. Again, I'm just reading this. How the hell did they get in this country? This is unbelievable. And I do remember when this came out. And the sad thing was, I remember being like, oh, man, that's pretty fucked up. What what an idiot to, to say something like that. And I went on with my day. He gets suspended 73 days, comes back that season, continues to play baseball for not much longer. And that was it. The way it is today in the country we live in, oh, my God, think about what it back that look 60 100 years ago if you said that it's fucked up there's no excuse you should have the same reaction you had 25 years ago to today you really really got to watch what you say these days you say something you fuck up it's a mess if he said that now he would not be playing baseball at all without a doubt he wouldn't be playing baseball anymore what a fucking moron and I was looking up because I remembered John Rocker because I always think to myself, you know, every week, I'm like, all right, what are some of the baseball players I just can't stand, I don't like? And I started thinking back in the day, I'm like, all right, John Rocker came to mind. I remember he said some racist comments and I wanted to look it up, but I did not remember it being that bad. Which The biggest thing I don't like about New York are the foreigners. Holy shit. See, it's not about, oh, he had, he had balls to say that. No, he's stupid. He's an idiot. He looked like he has Down syndrome a little bit. Like I said, there's something in those genetics where his teachers are like, he's not going to make it out of the fifth grade, so you got to teach him how to throw a ball. So somebody who says that is not only racist, but just a complete, I don't even a fucktard. I don't even know what word to use for this guy anymore. So I had to put him on the list. I think he is in the top five, top ten most hated players, especially for the comments he made. I remember he got batteries thrown at him. Remember that? He would, he came out in the game and fans started throwing batteries at him. That was awesome. Holy shit. So, again, I want to get you guys involved. A uh, player out there. A lot. Most people I talk about this with, everyone goes right to Alex Rodriguez. But I'd like to hear something more outside the box. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com or hit me up anyway on uh, social media. Now, because the Orioles have been so bad... And it's brutal to watch them. I'm just trying to maybe give you guys something else that you might be interested in. A little distraction. And if you're curious, bare knuckle fighting is back, is now legal back in the U.S. It was held in uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming uh, last week on pay-per-view. I did not watch it. I watched a little bit of it on YouTube. It's entertaining. I mean, you got a bunch of dudes punching each other with no gloves on. People say, well, that's MMA. No, they got some pretty thick padded gloves there. Uh, The first sanctioned 
just a little uh, fun fact here. The first sanctioned and regulated bare-knuckle event held in the U.S. since 1889. Now, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, it was on pay-per-view. They drew 2,000 fans, and they officially legalized the sport back in March. Now, the promoter, David Feldman, this is interesting, said he's been receiving threatening calls ever since this was ready to take off. Uh, one guy said, if you if you do this, if you go through with this, he will. He said, I will put a bullet in your head. But he just <laughs> fucking decided to do it anyway. Whatever. Uh, the, again, the locals wanted nothing to do with it. So I watched it. I said, all right, bare knuckle fighting. Why not? It, it's, uh, it, it's a good time to start something new, something fresh, because the Orioles, I, I, I just, I, I can't do it. I got to take a break a little bit. And one thing I noticed is they don't punch hard. They don't, and the reason why is because they don't want to break their hands. I didn't even think of that. You know, when you box, when you fight in MMA, your your hands, your everything's taped up. You got padded gloves, tape up your wrist. People are always wondering, like, why do they do that? Well, it's because you don't break your hand, obviously, and I didn't even think of that. And I'm like, man, these guys, for not having any gloves, knowing they could knock this dude out in one punch, I'd just be throwing bows, but I forgot. That's right. They're going to break their freaking hand if they swing as hard as they can and connect easily break their hand. I don't know if anyone's ever been in a fight, but if you've hit someone really hard, you, you jam your knuckle, you bust up your wrist, it hurts. Sometimes it hurts you more than it probably hurts the other person. But it was still entertaining. These big, brutal, scary-looking motherfuckers are in the ring swinging at each other with no gloves on. Every now and then, one guy will connect, and down he goes. You hear the flesh at the bone. Ooh, the crowd. Ooh. So it's entertaining. Uh, it was on June 2nd. They're actually going to bring it on pay-per-view again, I think, at the end of June, they said. And I think it's only like $30 to order it on pay-per-view. It's not like those MMA fights that are like $100. That's just asinine. I'm a huge MMA fan. I know it's an Orioles podcast, but hey, if you ever want to talk MMA, right into the show. I love talking about that. Some of those pay-per-views, $100. Give me a fucking break. It's usually on YouTube the next day or two. So anyway, guys, I always appreciate you taking the time to tune in. Uh, We're going to get through this. All right? We're going to get through this season. We're going to get through it together. Contact me anytime. You can head over to FullCountChaos.com. I remind you every week, those are all the ways you can subscribe, prior episodes, reach out to me, follow me on social media, all that good shit. Till next time, see you.